Welcome to episode number 35 of The Space in Between. I am back from Europe with Karina. Uh, We had such an amazing time. If you didn't listen to the last two episodes, we kind of documented our journey. Um, So go back and listen to that. Uh, But today we're going to be sitting down with Erica and Samantha in a moment. So they both have been on here before and we're sharing our experiences of Movement 109 and Breathwork. So I will be offering, Erica and I will be offering this, this Sunday, June 30th at 4 p.m. at Bar Body and Soul. And so we sat down with Samantha because she experienced both of them individually and then collectively. We wanted to, you know, let you all know her experience and what you can kind of anticipate in this class. Uh, and then also we shared a bit more about our journey, Erica's journey to breathwork and my journey to breath, uh, movement 109. So you can hear about that in a moment. But what else is happening in Nomadland is I will be leading a teacher training, our 200 hours and beyond this fall, starting September 20th. We're already filling up. We have about half of our spots still available. Um, Yeah, and this is your foundational training. If you want to be a yoga teacher, just deepen your practice. This is the training for you. But we're also adding in another about 20 hours or so of additional training that will really give you more tools for your toolbox right away. So that's starting in September, and we'll be doing an info session next month. More details coming to you next week. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in the train in the program, just email me, no, uh, Phoebe at nomadalwaysatone.com. I'll get you that info directly to you. And uh, yeah, and then I'll be leading a retreat with Becca Roberts of Namastasis. So Becca was on here about three weeks ago, I believe, sharing her journey this past year of um, going through the process of losing her mother. And uh, that's a really, it was a really beautiful Um, opportunity to sit with her and learn more about her and her journey. Um, So if you want to learn more about her, go ahead and listen to that. And and, uh, we'll be leading a retreat here in Belize, uh, Belize, November 17th through the 22nd. And our early nomad special ends November 7th. No, it ends (laughs) July 17th. We're going in November. So it ends July 17th. So spaces are filling up. You want to save some money, sign up before July 17th. And you can find out over at nomadalwaysathome.com. And I'll be leading my t- retreat in Bali, Movement 109 and Yoga in Bali, March 2020. So if you want to find out about that and all of that wonderful stuff, go ahead to nomadalwaysathome.com. And for now, let's go ahead and find out what Erica and Sam have to say. All right. So this is a special one today. I'm sitting with Erica Porcello. Who has been on here once or twice? Once. And Samantha. Hi, me again. <laughs> yes, we've been a couple of times now. And we um, planted this seed just like about a month or so ago to do this podcast. You did, Erica. Yes. Basically saying, you know, we did this great experience of Movement 109 and your breath work um, back in May, April. I can't remember. April. It was April. Yeah, and you were there, mm-hmm. Sam, and I just figured we should, you should decided we want to just unfold that a little bit and let people know about it, and as you, what did you say right before we got on the air of why you wanted to do this? I wanted to do this to unpack a little bit of what it is, why we brought these two things together, why we felt that it would be... Um, interesting something to provide to the community 
and explore that a little bit. And we have another one. So we call this combined group Move Into Breath, and we're having one on June 30th at Bar Body Soul over in New Windsor. So the impetus was to promote that and also talk about what it is, why we're doing it, and what to expect. Yeah. And you actually had an experience with us, Sam. Yes, I did. And so you're going to be chiming in. As you said, you're the cheerleader. (laughs) I'm the cheerleader. I'm on the sidelines. I'm just rooting for it all the way. But (laughs) you were also kind of the person who planted the seed because you had participated in Movement 109 previous. Mm -hmm. And I brought you, we were supposed to do a nomad teacher retreat day. And it ended up just being the two of us. Yes. (laughs) I said, let's go to Erica's breath work at Beacon of Light. And um, what did you say afterwards? (laughs) Yeah, that, um, well, just experiencing the breath work, having not really even heard of it before. Um, not, I think we met once at Movement 109. Yes. Um, Erica and I had yeah, met Yeah, the very once, first one. The very yeah. first Movement 109. And um, I wasn't really any kind of prepared for what I was about to experience. Um, I thought we were taking African dance, actually, that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We were between the two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it just was, it was, you were like, let's, let's do this because we, you know, are connected and want to collaborate in the future and I was like absolutely I'm always up for a new experience and it's just a very different deep um way of letting I think tool of letting go of stuff that I didn't even realize that I was holding um and I just remember being really having an emotional release, having a physical release. Um, and then afterwards, um, Erica was, you know, introducing Phoebe to the group and said she does Movement 109 and this is a little bit about what it is. And I thought having experienced Movement 109 before and then having experienced breath work, it was a similar result with a completely different path but the feelings on the path and the and the experience on the path was oddly similar and I was like whoa imagine if you guys (laughs) did this together I think the universe might explode I mean mine and then I did it with the two of you and then it did mine did anyway (laughs) um So I, I wasn't sure if it was actually going to, if what yeah. you know, but I just said, oh my God, imagine if you guys collaborated. Imagine if you put your, you know, your energy and your intention together in one, like, and clumped it into one experience for people. And man, it was like, oof, it was, yeah, it was really, really yeah. something, really something. Yeah. And I was like interesting to do a podcast about it because I think that there's a lot more that can't be said about it than can be said about it it's very experiential in nature both of the both of the practices so I just encourage everybody if they're curious and a little weirded out or a little like (laughs) what the heck is this um to just come and see and feel and experience it for yourself because it's it's something (laughs) yeah well and 
We thank you for sharing that and also being the little plant. Well, the little seed. Because you said that and I think we both looked at each other like, huh, okay. Yeah, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, because I have done Movement 109 with Phoebe. And when I came out of that, that was the first thing I thought was this is really like breath work. Same thing that you said, Sam. It's a different path to the same destination. It does bring up the same what, emotional releases, the physical releases, it's just done in a different way. And when we talked about combining this, I kept thinking, well, why? Why would you do the Movement 109 and then transition into breath work? And I kept going back to when I finish a Movement 109 experience, I don't want it to be over. It feels so good to move in that way, to be in, connected with the music and moving my body and releasing and listening to your cues. And I experience that with breath work too. It can be a very you know, deep and profound, profound experience. And um, the result is so strong that sometimes I also don't want to stop breathing. And I have explained it to people that, you know, once you, at least for me, once you get a 90-minute massage, like, you don't want to have a 60-minute massage again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or sometimes when you have an amazing yoga class and you look at the schedule and there's another one right after it, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to do another one. I feel so good. Yeah. I want to keep this yeah. going. And that is what I've experienced in doing these two practices, and that's how I explain what combining them does. It's just an extension of them, one yeah. feeding into the other, and it's just one supporting the other for the same result. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And it's interesting how I found my way back to you. Um, I guess it was last August through the breath work mm -hmm. because I've been seeing, I think Ashley was going to or having maybe having you I can't remember exactly how I found you again but I thought oh I need to do this I need to go to this breath work and that was the same time in the summer where I was thinking I need to do something else with my body and I need to get in the way that yoga had been getting um been a therapy for me a release for me for so many years it wasn't really doing it for me anymore. And so that's where I came back to movement, you know, movement in a different way, movement, um, organic movement, dancing movement. And I was developing, I was working with another person, a mentor, who was kind of guiding me through that. And then it was right in the middle of that where I went to your breath work. And I didn't connect it then. I was just thinking, oh, good, this is another tool mm -hmm. that I need right now because I was trying to unpack a lot of things at the same time um, as well as developing this new technique. And I just love how it's been so organic, how I've reconnected with you on a personal and professional level. And then we also have these two really wonderful tools that we can organically marry together. Mm -hmm. And it does. It feels... Like a big fat duh. <laughs> like, of course we would do these two things. Because there is like an arc of movement 109 where we start on the ground, we get into our body, we're looking at patterns, physical patterns in our body, and we might start to feel the emotional piece of it. But then that's really where the when we come to stand and we go through the movement and I guide you again, 
less so than what I did on the floor, but you might st have, again, a physical experience, but maybe more of an emotional experience. But I, ha I was feeling like, oh, well, then I bring them down to Shavasana, and then what happens, you know? I don't want it to just be like, okay, bye. And just having it organically go into the breath work, it is. It's like that last little perfect little compliment, um, con um, like condiment. I don't know what I'm saying, but like cherry on top. Cherry on top. Thank you. <clears throat> That's a condiment. It kind is. Of, yeah. I don't know. know. It is. It's like that <laughs> perfect piece of the puzzle that I felt that I was missing. And, uh, and I think that you're saying that you were feeling like you wanted to do something too. So yes. I love this marriage. It's fantastic. <laughs> it really so is. just to explain, um, so in this class, Move Into Breath, you do, we do start with Movement 109 first. And like yeah. Phoebe just said, you start on the ground and um, transition to standing and do more movement and then go back into Shavasana. And then I come in and start guiding you with the breath. And in the breath work portion, you do stay laying down the whole mm -hmm. time and you're doing a very specific breathing pattern um, and that is sustained for about 35 minutes. Yeah. And both of our um, portions are set to intentional music. It's very specific. We do um, plan it, uh, I, I think, based on the specific group that starts to form when we set the date. There's an energetic portion to it. And I start to tap into that. And I look at like maybe where the moon is or what's going on with the weather or you know what's happening with my clients that are coming in my office to form this energy that's happening in the collective and I choose music based on that and I feel that um, that is really important it's an important piece of it and um, and so we do sustain the breath for a while and then there's another really long shavasana at the end yeah <clears throat> and I'm glad that you brought up the music piece for you because that's also a huge piece for me as well, especially, you know, we the first half of Movement 109 is in silence, just my voice, but then we do. It's very musically driven, and that is also another huge piece of yours, too. And um, it was quite interesting for me to experience that in Movement 109, I mean, not Movement 109, through breath work, because that first time in August... I remember you saying music, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. Like, is it going to trigger me, or am I going to not like it? You know, just like those other, those things that we have in our yoga classes or wherever. And um, and I remember there was one song in particular, I was like, ah, uh, but it was bringing stuff up for me in a really, I mean, it was very intentional, you know, and necessary way. Um, I think... It's just interesting come back, in, back to the yoga. Maybe, Sam, you can talk to this about bit because you teach with music. I do. And I don't know. Have we had this conversation about music versus no music in uh, a yoga we, class? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. But I certainly, I'm like with you on the kind of sort of arbitrary background music, just push play or shuffle or whatever that like energetically really throws me off as a yeah. teacher and as a student. I can yeah. feel if I'm a student, I can feel if the music is intentional or not. Yeah. I can feel if it matches the energy of the content that's being taught mm -hmm. and, or like the theme of the class or the body part that we're, we're yeah. working with. And 
Um, yeah, I think that I, I can definitely feel that both of your, um, stru the structure of each of your offerings are, every last detail is thought about and meditated on and chosen really carefully and like lovingly and compassionately to support everybody in their experience because it really is like a full multi-sensory <laughs> multi-sensory thing yeah. even when you're still like you were yeah. saying that and even Phoebe like even though we're moving on the floor it's very grounding it's very um you know rooted um and then Erica after movement 109 when you come back down to the floor you said like you know we're we're laying down but somehow I still felt like I was moving yes mm -hmm. and like the breath is so dynamic mm -hmm. like my body is still kind of like riding a weight like it's mm -hmm. a wave that just is going through and mm -hmm. it really washes up a lot of things that need to come up and out and then again we're like ending after the shavasana after the breath work is was one of the most powerful experiences i think i've ever had i really felt like almost a physical magnetic pull to the earth like mm -hmm. i felt like i had gone splat there and just <laughs> like it was yeah. really something i know yeah it was quite interesting to witness because I had participated, I think I did two of your breathwork classes up before then. Yes. And then I didn't want to participate when we facilitated together because I just wanted to be more of service to you, like if you needed props or whatever, and just to also witness, you know, instead of just dropping down into it. And it was really quite interesting witnessing the room after having my own personal experience previous. And um, I don't even know what to say about that, but I'm grateful for being able to witness it, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Well, when, when I'm facilita facilitating a group, it's, there's a lot going on. I mean, we, in different meditations, we talk about, like, you know, breathing out certain things and... And, um, and when we're doing that with the breath, there is this energetic release like through the breath. So the room is filling with all of these mm -hmm. emotions, these things that we carry. And as a facilitator, it's been very important to learn how to hold that space and almost what to do with it. And, and I do use certain tools, either um, essential oils or maybe some plant medicine, to help shift the energy as we're breathing. And so you probably witnessed some of those shifts or the, some of those things that come up. Yeah. Um, when I'm in the group, I'm completely present um, and uh, things are coming in so I know what direction to go with holding that space. But as a witness, you probably sat there and like felt it and watched it happen. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was really yeah, it was it was very interesting because first first off, I we knew everybody in the room. I don't yes. think there was a single person that I I didn't personally know, you know, mm -hmm. as a student or a friend. Um, and it was a very particularly intense day, if you recall. Uh, one of our students was having 
I mean, everybody had this shift of energy, but there was one in particular that I had a deep connection to personally, and she was feeling her feelings. And, you know, as a teacher, right, if I was the facilitator, I would have been okay because I, you know, you can set boundaries as teacher and facilitator. You can say, okay, I know how to be of service to them, but I also can't, I have a room full of other people, right, to take care of and shift the energy in some way. But because I was a witness and I had this connection to her, I just, I wanted to jump across the room and give her a hug, but I also, you know, it was in this weird space in between (laughs) spot where I wasn't having my own real experience, well I was, but I wasn't having my own real experience of like being in the practice and I wasn't having the experience of being facilitator and knowing the boundaries Mm. that I have set for myself over the years. really were 100% witness. Yeah, I was truly the witness. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So it's quite special, and I'm and you you also were in in a certain extent. You decided to go on the other side of the curtain, so you were with us energetically through Movement One Hundred Nine. But so you heard the music, and you're kind of I think you even did an Instagram story of like pop into the music on your own. Yep. So what was that like? You know, not visually witnessing, but witnessing it within you know energetically more so. I. Um... Yeah, I, I sat on the other side because in Movement 109, you know, there's physical movement around yeah. the room, and I didn't want to just sit there. And and also in Movement 109, people have the, you know, you have more of a freedom. Like, are your eyes open? Are you, like, looking at other people move? You know, it's just a different experience. And yeah. I, I wanted to remove myself from that and not sit there and feel like, have people feel like I, I was watching them. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is different than being a witness. Very two very yeah. different things. Yes. So I sat on the other side of this curtain that separates the room at this particular space, and I went into meditation. And uh, it was almost like I was doing the class because I had done it before, so I knew where you were and mm-hmm. I could hear your cues. And then when the music did come on, you know, it feels so good that <laughs> enter that you know it feels really good to move a little bit, and the music is. Um, you know, it was just joyous and free, and it felt good. And that's the video that I was making yeah. of myself bopping around to the music <laughs> as you were doing the class. Um, but it was interesting to sit and hear it and not see any of it. Um, but I think that I felt that I was in there participating because I knew what was happening. Yeah. <clears throat> I felt it was very organic, the choices that we both made as being mm-hmm. the observer and... Um, because I, I mean, a lot of the time when I was in the room and witnessing, I was in some sort of meditation, but also looking at you just to make sure, you know, if I needed to help you in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's quite interesting. So why do we do these things? Yeah. Not as facilitators, but as a, a participant. <laughs> like, why would somebody sign up for this? Yeah. What can they expect? What is the reason? Um, well... Before we get there, would you mm-hmm. mind sharing your why? Like, why were you drawn to breath work? I'm... To breath work or movement yeah. one up to breath work? Yeah, to breath work. Well, I know movement 109 because I forced you. <laughs> <laughs> I sent emails to you all. I was like, you all love me. You have to come to this. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but let's just try it. So, <laughs> I was drawn to breath work. Um, I think I've told this story before. I was in... Copenhagen with a friend of mine, which is where I'm going to be in two weeks. Um, And 
she was working with a breathwork facilitator, and so I decided to book a session with him. And I had a very transformative experience. It was, um, it was familiar and foreign at the same time. I had realizations and went into spaces within my, my energetic bodies, within my heart that I hadn't um, been before. And I had a lot of insight to things that I had not been able to reach with yoga, acupuncture, talk therapy, self-help, all of those things. It's just a different way of access, accessing what we hold inside. And when I got back, I started to explore it more and do more practicing of it. And I, then I decided to incorporate it into my practice and become a facilitator because I felt that it was a really different and important and strong tool to get to those places. Um, and I felt so much benefit from it and have had so many shifts from it over the past few years. So why not share that, you know, bring it to people? That's why I do the work that I do. Mm-hmm. So that is why breath work for me. Yeah. Would you mind also sharing your, your teacher um, and how he found his way to breath work? Because I love this. <laughs> and we might have said in the last one too, but I think it's worth saying again. The, the way that he explains it is that he was, it was recommended to him to go see a healer Okay. particular and person that he sorry, didn't know. Oh, my teacher yeah. is David Elliott. Okay. You can find him online. Um, he, what, it was recommended to him to go see this particular healer, and he went to this man's house, and he laid down, and the man showed him how to do this type of breathing exercise. It's a three-part breath. And um, when he got done with the session, same thing, transformative, amazing, what the heck is this, where can I get more, what is it? And the man that facilitated it looked at him and said, you actually taught this to me in a previous life when we were together in India. <laughs> Chills. And I'm here to give it back to you, to give oh this God. gift back to you. And um, that story sits just fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that's how this came about, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I think origin stories are really important. It depends on, on what it is that we're practicing and why. And, um, and sometimes I find them just to be you know, so interesting and, mm-hmm. and powerful. So that's how this started. And he started you know, practicing it and then facilitating it. And now he teaches other people how to do this. And I'll be with him in September doing another training awesome. in Brooklyn. So That's great. So, yeah. why Movement 109? So, for me, how was I drawn to mm-hmm. the 109? Um, well, you know, let's see. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the reason why I wanted to get off of my yoga mat was because we had just done the TEDx. Mm-hmm. So, I was invited to do the TEDx. Uh, it was supposed to be May of 2018. There was a huge tornado yeah. in this area, and it got postponed to June. Uh, Samantha and Karina, uh, nomad teachers, they sang. 
We did. Yeah, and our other senior teacher, Juan Carlos, he was a, another speaker and host. Um, and one of my closest, dearest friends, Dante, we danced together years ago. I asked him to, to perform. So the TEDx talk was also a dance, for those of you who haven't heard it or seen it. Um, but we all experienced something. at that. I think it was the tornado week. That was a wild week. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he, like, was. it was a collective uproar yes. of, like, shit. Yeah, and I think it was the Sunday prior, you guys had gotten in what we call the waka. We make jokes oh, about that Oh, God. Now. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, I it was a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh, it, it is. It's, you want what, about yeah. the waka? Just, like, that experience, You what you were, what, what, what is the, like, what is the waka, oh. and how did you get into it, and why did you bring all of us? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> Just in a nutshell. So my aunt, um, Sister Valerie, she's a nun, a Dominican sister, who's also a shaman. So how often have you heard that before? (laughs) She's a really interesting person. And, um, oh, maybe she should come on the podcast. Oh, my God. We'll get her on at some point. The universe would double explode again. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, she, Karina and I went to um, one of her retreats. We'd go, like, Twice a year to we bring our harmoniums and um, facilitate like chanting and meditation with their group, and it's always a really interesting, deep emotional day. And this particular time that we went right before the TEDx, yeah. How do I even explain this? We went out (laughs) into the woods um, around a giant tree and. Basically, the waka, if you can even talk about it, even if, if you can, if you can even put it into words, basically going into the unmanif- unmanifested energy. Um, it, I, I wish I had preparation. No, I know. I totally. <laughs> I can't I even. Wait, so were you in the space in between? So the, yeah, she's so in the space. we were in the space in she's between. In the space. Okay. Really uncomfortable. I love how I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, you I totally, totally get it. Get it. <laughs> Because I don't, like, I don't get it. And I don't even really, like, I can't even, and I don't know when I officially came out of it. I don't know if I am out of it. I don't know if you ever come out of it. I don't know. But, yeah, it was a joke because Karina and I both experienced some really, like, heavy emotional stuff that came up after that. Yeah. And so we were like, oh, this fucking waka, man. Yeah. Like, this waka, like, you know, it just, it triggers and it opens and it, and it pokes at, like, unknown parts of parts of us which I want to go back to because that's also what I feel about breath work and movement 109 yeah. but um this was just again another way of like accessing something um and it and it did it like open the floodgates of just stuff that was unseen unheard unknown and it just all came to the surface not all because you know there's more under yeah, there sure there's <laughs> but um yeah so yeah so you so that I think was prior to mother's day it was, and, and I think that we blamed the tornado yes, on the waka. We were, we were like, so, "It's the waka." Yeah, that's we were making, why. That's yeah, <laughs> but I. But to go back, we did a dress rehearsal. Oh, with on your Mother's aunt, Day. On Mother's Day. Yes, that's so right. So I did for the TEDx. So we did a dress rehearsal at her at Samantha's place down in her basement, and I. I mean, something happened to me during that dress rehearsal. It was the first time I had shared my story in that way. Um, with movement, I, it was also the first time I had danced in front of people for a good, I would say, seven years, I think, 
in terms of performing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just remember her aunt, who put them in the waka previous, (laughs) was there. And we were making, and I was like, whoa, something happened. I felt this energy shift. And we kind of made a joke like, oh, you're in the waka too. And then it was. Then the tornado happened and we were blaming the waka. So it kind of turned into this joke. Anyways. So then we did the TEDx, I think about a month later. And, but we all, and Juan Carlos, who is also part of the TEDx, and even now, you know, David Lionheart, who has been on here, he talked about his transformation because of this TEDx. So there was a lot of energy happening, unmanifested energy, bringing to manifest that happened. And a lot of us have now sort of taken different routes in our personal and professional lives after this TEDx particular and so after I did and my mom always would tell me whenever I did a performance I needed to start something right away because I would get the post-performance blues and I did Mm -hmm. I start I know right after the TEDx it was like it gave me so much like it connected me again to movement and dance it connected me to my story it connected me to other people in a different way um that I, I mean not in a different way it was that brought me back to my connection of how I used to be a performer. Um, so I had that performance blues bit in a very different way because now I was like, shit, I'm 41. I can't do this. This is the reality of me dancing on stage and having this connection with people again. That's really Phoebe. And so I was like, okay, well, I need to do something. I need to share my movement with other people. How am I going to do that? And it's going to be in a different way. And so I just, that summer, I felt a bit lost, and but I was like, okay, I talked to my teachers who have known me for years, Elizabeth, I went up and had a day with her, and I just said, I don't know what I, I need to do something, you know, I'm, I'm going to crawl out of my skin, and if I don't do something with this, and actually the podcast came out of that too, because I saw mm-hmm. these two things of connection with people through story and through movement. And so I just started getting um, on the ground, off the mat, just sprawling out in my little tiny one-bedroom apartment, and I pretty much took up the whole floor space, and I just started to move, and I started to move just organically again, and movement that I had done in my like modern dance classes when I was in college, and movement that Elizabeth had introduced to us um, on a nomad retreat mm-hmm. day a year or two prior. Yeah, do you want to speak to that? I'm sorry. I, yeah, yeah, I was please. just going to kind of, because I feel like that day that we spent with Elizabeth. Um, I think that was two been years like, prior, a year at and least, half. Yeah. yeah, at least, probably. Um, th- ever since that day, I feel yeah. like you and I had been having this conversation yeah. about, like, outside of the box, outside of the lines. Like, you know, you know the sort of the foundations and the linear teachings yeah. of everything, of every modality, so that you can then, like, intentionally and... Um, in a cohesive way, break those rules and step off of that yeah. that linear way and line of, of, of being. Yeah. And so we were like playing with this in teacher training, yeah. in several teacher trainings that we did since then, and yeah. um, in like co-teaching together. And um, there was just, I feel like something was, a seed was plant, definitely planted that day for yes. Movement 109. That was a walk a day too. That was a walk a day and too. That, and that was a huge day we've talked about on the podcast of that was a huge transformation for you. Yeah. And you decided to, yeah, get out of the box. Wow, everything really is connected. Everything is is wild. So, yeah, so I was just 
to go back to the last summer, I was, you know, kind of moving around and I'm like, huh, this is something. I think this is something. And I started dancing again because I used to dance, you know, even though I wasn't a performer, I used to dance in my apartment wherever I was. But for some reason, I hadn't been doing that for a while. And I was like, I need to freaking put the music on and dance again. And then I noticed that it was changing. Like it wasn't like me hitting, you know, all of the moves, you know, and doing choreography and choreographing this thing. It was just kind of more of a repetitive meditation um, movement. And I was like, hmm, what's going on here? So I just started to play around with that and I brought it to um, who I was working with, the healer I was working with, Ela at that time. And I just said, is this something? And she said, yes, this is something. We need to do something with this. And that, like I said, during that period was when I reconnected with you. I found you again and did the breath work. Um, and I feel like that <laughs> night, that experience of your breath work also was like a necessary tool for me to open up to kind of putting the pieces together in an unspoken way. Also, too, you were, um, we were working together using Chinese medicine. Did we start? This. I think, I, did I, st- oh yeah, oh yeah, after breath work, and then while I was developing. Right, yes. and I'm just saying that's like just another thing that can allow us to open, to have the chi, the energy moving in our bodies, and it, I can, I find it to be a helpful tool when people are either creatively stuck or mm-hmm. just stuck in any way. Yeah. That, you know, using the needles or using some herbal medicine or therapeutic conversation to help form things, to suss things out. It's just another way of doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, that was also a huge piece because I think we did, I did your breath work in August and then I started to see you for acupuncture shortly after. And I Mm -hmm. think that's when I said, I'm doing this thing. And I told you about it too. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, Well, we've already talked about this on the podcast, but the whole space in between thing. Yeah. Yeah, because then I said, I'm doing this podcast. It's called The Space In Between. And you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, so there was um, a couple of the walk-up moments. We'll just label as that to continue on with our little inside scoop, uh, inside joke. Um, But, yeah, but but like I said, it was coming home. It wasn't just, okay, you know, TEDx, and then I just create. I didn't make any of this stuff up. It was just coming back to what I had been doing before. Okay. Um, and it was just coming back home. I just felt like I was coming back home. So, what? You yeah, I love that you said that I didn't make any of this stuff up. No. Um, because I think a lot of these, like, um, more creative, like, more um, fluid, intuitive tools, um, like, well, we live in also a culture that likes to claim things like, oh, this was my idea, or like I made this up, or I, I'm, yeah. this is my thing, mine, kind yeah. of, I, you know? And I just love that you're like saying it was coming home to what feels like you're like a home to you and something that you've connected with, and you came yeah. from that place of wanting to share it with others and wanting other people to experience it. And yeah. like, I just really love that. And I feel like Movement 109 is sort of the, um, the kirtan of music like it, movement 109 is to dance as kirtan is to music so it's like um, this repetitive meditative thing that like I didn't make up this song like yeah. these words are ancient and these words are 
present their vibration and their and so your body and your movements are vibration and to in form in body yeah. form and you know we're using it as a meditative tool and as a way again just like breath work same yeah, yeah. it's same like with the right breath. it's yeah. the same thing and we're and so what I was going to say before when you were speaking I was like oh my god I feel that so I so feel that that I'm going wow I didn't know that part of myself like I don't think consciously I've said that when I'm experiencing it but afterwards I go I didn't know that part of myself and I mm-hmm. and I and I met that part of myself when I was in movement 109 and when I was laying on the floor in breath work like oh my god hi nice to meet you again <laughs> for the first time all over again yeah, like it is. it's just you're it's yeah it really is and yeah and thank you for saying what you just said because there were a couple things that I wanted to touch on mm-hmm. and that reminded me was one yes um I actually, Elizabeth and Bruce, who are my teachers, have been my teachers for many years. They came to my Movement 109 class, and I was nervous. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I was just, well, just not because just they're my teachers, but I was like, oh, my God, they're going to think I stole this stuff. Because there's, like, a lot of the floor work is the figure eights that they, they brought into us. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to think that I, you know, I'm like, whatever. And she just looked at me after class, and she they had a lot, a, a lot to say. But the one thing that really stuck with me, she said, you have such a great tool of taking what I've offered you and putting mm-hmm. it in a different package for mm-hmm. to making it accessible in a different way. And it was like the biggest compliment I ever received from from anybody in a way because I felt like I wanted to honor what they had the gift that they had given me and but also not feel like in my and in court and dance we always say, you know, it's not steal, you know, you're it's not stealing. It's mm-hmm. it's movement. Um, but I was still, you know, I didn't I wanted to honor what she had given me. And then the other piece that I wanted to just touch on was the vibration, too, is just how I say a lot in Movement 109, and I think that you even, you know, say it in your way, too, is that we're all vibrations, and it's all a choice of the vibration that you're creating. Yes. And that's really the mes- the message that I want to sh- kind of, that's my mission for the message of we have the choice. What vibration do you want to be and resonate out into the world to, to shift the collective consciousness? Yes, and with yeah. breath work. Yeah. Yeah, if we, if we are stuck in patterns or we don't understand what's going on or we're really uncomfortable in areas of our life or just when we're trying to sit still and we're uncomfortable, breath work can assist us in looking at those things and introducing us to things that we didn't know before um, and... and help us shift that vibration yeah. shift it up shift mm-hmm. it out um, yeah, in a way that's supportive and transformative and powerful Yeah, and it's the same with movement 109 just like we said in the beginning it's different pathways to the same destination and there's nothing wrong with us combining these two things because I think with how we both feel about working with our community the collective it's like share it get it out there all we're doing is allowing people to learn a way that they can feel different better explore transform expand I mean that's the goal for me and I think it is for you it's like I'm not going to hold on to this stuff because why yeah I don't I don't do those things some people might but I've never understood that I think it's yeah. important to 
just keep sharing. I was thinking about that today. Um, I'm turning 50 this year. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> and I, a lot of my clients are, you know, the 20 or 30-year-old me. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish that I had had somebody that I could have talked to or learned from. Mm-hmm. And so that's where a lot of this comes from is just sharing that so that you know the people we're all a reflection of each other we're all the same there's no other (laughs) um and so it's just working to like I said before send it out and those clients are you know they're choosing you and seeking you out for a reason but I also you're manifesting your connection with them too because it's cathartic on both ends and Mm -hmm. serving both both people because yes we are we are one yep and that happens in groups too you never know who's going to show up and you never know what's going to happen and I know I mean with movement 109 there is like physical movement so you can see things well maybe if somebody's stuck maybe they're not fully expressing themselves in their physical body or maybe they haven't done that before so it's a new experience and but with breath work as I'm in the room it, I can see somebody and think hmm there's not much going on there you know it's you know this is their experience and then afterwards they're like oh my gosh that was the deepest yeah. most you never know what's happening inside well, somebody. I, I will say you don't even know. I, I know what you're saying in terms of the movement, but even that in Movement 109, I mean, I've had experiences where I'm like, oh, that person's sort of, you know, not fully expressing themselves. But then they'll come up to me and be like, oh, my God, I haven't felt like that in years. And it's just, you know, I'm putting, I'm putting my impression of what that should look like, mm-hmm. right? And... And then I st- I'm learning more to just step away from that, right? Well, what I've noticed from both of you, being a student of both of your offerings, is that I feel like as much as a- any human teacher has this, right? Like we have our human side and we're, you know, give, providing this service or this offering. But then a, a, a good teacher and a connected practitioner will step out of the way and let the let the practice come through like you're just a conduit for you know so I feel that from both of you because you practice what you teach you know you you are students of what you teach and it's coming from an honest connected place Mm -hmm. you know you're you know coming from the utmost like love and support and compassion for your for your group whoever you're attracting and so you step out of the way and just let it all, let it come through you. Yeah. Thank and you. share it that way. Yes, thank you. Yeah. You're so welcome. So to wrap it up, what you asked and we sort of dodged around <laughs> it is why should somebody come mm-hmm. to this? And I think just from what we talked about and what we've talked about off of, offline from this conversation is I think somebody who is just curious in general, mm-hmm. like, oh, Especially based on what they've just heard. Yeah, exactly. What are they talking and about? And you're still curious, then come on in. Um, and even if you're scared a little bit. Yeah. And then if somebody's feeling just stuck, you know, that's what we, you know, I just heard all three of us say in terms of the vibration is if they're feeling stuck, they want some sort of shift. They need some sort of energy shift. Then why not? Why not? Try this. Try this. It's two and a half hours. It's $40. Yeah. yeah to maybe 
experience something that you've never experienced before yeah and to possibly change your life yes exactly. forty dollars two and a half hours change your life okay <laughs> Sign me up. to meet to meet a, a new friend yes. within yourself and yeah. maybe a new character that is not so much a friend it's something that's there that we need to see and start to look at and start to uncover yeah in a beautiful way. Yeah, in the best way. In the best way. Yeah. Because when we keep it covered, it just wreaks havoc under there. We don't even yeah. know it. We don't even know it. And I it. feel like it's a safe container to reveal it. Absolutely. What you're saying. Yes. You know, I, I don't think that it's this unleashed, un, you know, unfriendly foe of yours coming out. I'm like, ah! Oh, absolutely like it's, not. It's a really safe container, both, both the movement and the breath work. I feel that there's a safe container to experience it and then to either manifest something out of it or release it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very supported, safe environment Yeah. that you two create. What else, who else do you feel or the why? Do we touch on everything? I think that we did. Okay. Good. So when are we doing this? <laughs> Sunday, June 30th. Yes, at Bar, Body, and Soul. 4 to 6.30. Yep, it's $40. $40. You can go to barbodysoul.com yeah. and sign up through their Mind Body account. Yeah, and it's also through Nomad's website and maybe on your website, too. Yeah, it's on too. my website, too. So if people already follow us individually, they can find us through there. Um, It'll be all over Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to get better at that now that I'm back. <laughs> um, and it's my last breathwork offering before I leave. Yes for Denmark and Sweden for a month. And then um, I'm sure we'll be doing some other things. Yeah, we'll have to figure out the fall. Yep. Because that's going to be necessary. Yes. <laughs> I'll be so, waiting for it. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for both of you for bringing your, you know, energy and time together. And, you know, we all have busy schedules. You both way more than I right now. Um, thank you both. So thank you thank for thank you. being here. Yeah. All right, we'll see you Sunday, June 30th.